Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the community call. As you may or may not know, this is a monthly youth workers conference call, and it's hosted by the General Youth Division of the United Pentecostal Church International. This call is possible because of the support of Sheaves for Christ. So thank you to those who are generously supporting Sheaves for Christ. This is Josh Carson. I am the GYD Secretary, and I'm joined tonight by our incredible Director of Promotion, Brother Justin Ranking. He is going to lead later the Q&A segment of our call. A reminder to use hashtag AskGYD via Twitter. And uh, when you're going through that question portion, he's going to be able to field some of these to our speaker tonight. And then at the end, he will lead us in a concluding prayer. This is call number 13, podcast number 13. We're thrilled to have each of you with us, whether you're joining us live or whether you're catching it via the podcast a day or two later. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. I also want to say how exciting it is to have received another email this week uh, from a youth worker just bragging on the podcast, so thankful that we're creating this resource. And so uh, we want you to be reminded the purpose of this podcast, this call, is the same as the purpose of the General Youth Division, and that is to educate and engage. We want to educate students in apostolic identity, and we want to engage them in apostolic mission. And so thank you for partnering with us to achieve that goal. And thank you for the work that you're personally doing, investing in our generation of apostolic Pentecostal youth. As we always say, you are our heroes. What an exciting time for those of us gathering, listening in, those of us in the trenches of youth ministry, what an exciting time it is to be involved. Uh, we are so inspired. We're so ecstatic about the passion and the spiritual hunger of the generation that we're leading, evidenced this last week by 34,000 that gathered into Lucas Oil Stadium for North American Youth Congress. What an incredible spirit-filled event full of miracles and signs and wonders, not just exciting preaching, but it was spirit-directed, powerful preaching, not just talented music and worship, but anointed, spirit-led music and worship. We're so thankful for those of you that were able to attend, and for those of you that were not able to attend, don't miss the opportunity to either go through generalyouthdivision.com and pick up drop cards or to go through Pentecostal Publishing House and purchase DVDs and CDs of those services. Uh, we are so excited about what took place there at North American Youth Congress, and as you have seen, it was already announced, and there's great anticipation about the 2019 NAYC being held in St. Louis, Missouri. So, been an incredible week, and we are thankful tonight to be launching August correctly with another community call. Before we get into our speaker's introduction this evening, would you join me for a moment in prayer? Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to work with you for the sake of young people. Thank you for the strength that you give us. 
Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that not only gives us strength, but also enlightens us as to how we should lead this generation. I pray that you would help us our time together here tonight. We're going to hear an anointed leader as he speaks to us, but help us to glean the practical tools that he gives so that we can apply them to our personal youth ministries. We thank you for it as we ask it all in Jesus' name. Now, I want to remind you tonight to utilize hashtags AskGYD or hashtag GYDTCC while our guest is either speaking or when we're getting into the Q&A. We have an incredible guest tonight. He's a dear friend of mine now for several years and one of the lead designers for the General Youth Division. Uh, Tonight's speaker is Brother Derek Borders from Oklahoma. He is serving as the Oklahoma Youth President. He's been involved in youth ministry uh, since around the turn of the century. He's happily married to Amanda, and they have two sons, Bryce and Caden, and their first daughter, Eden. Derek has served as youth pastor and assistant to the pastor there at the worship center in Norman, Oklahoma. Currently, Derek is evangelizing full-time, and he, he's an incredible graphic designer, as I was mentioning before. I want to tell you, he's not just a great designer and a great youth president, but he is an amazing preacher. If you're looking for a speaker for a youth event, I would highly recommend Brother Derek Borders to you. So without further ado, Brother Borders, we're so delighted that you have joined us on the call tonight. We want you to just take your liberty and share with us this evening. We want to glean from your wisdom uh, and your expertise. Thank you, Brother Carson. It's an honor to be on the call tonight. I want to give special thanks to the GYD team, Brother Enzi, Brother Carson, Brother Ranking, uh, for allowing me to be on this call. Also, I appreciate Brother Matthew Woodward for the invitation and the work that he does to make all these calls possible. Uh, These are are truly uh, helpful in youth ministry. I've been asked to share with you tonight on the topic of media and graphic design in youth ministry, and I hope that something that is said tonight will help you in that endeavor. I was on a flight a few weeks ago, and I ended up seated next to a girl who was selfie-absorbed. From the moment she sat down, her phone came out and photos of herself began. I mean, full-on duck lips, selfies being taken. She took pictures with her hair pulled back. She took selfies with her hair pulled down in her face. She put a baseball cap on, and she took it off and put a hoodie on and pulled the hood over her face. She even took selfies of herself pretending to be asleep as she leaned against the airplane window. Once we landed and she had a cell signal again, she began to scroll back through all her images to find the perfect one to post, and apparently none of them were good enough because she immediately went back to snapping pictures as we waited to step out of the plane. All I could do was shake my head and laugh. But, you know, we live in a world that is absorbed with their online presence. Social media has become the equivalent of the wells of ancient times. where It was the place where everyone gathered together to get the latest gossip, to find out what was happening, what was taking place. Social media is the place where young people go to gain community and to look for acceptance. Maybe, maybe you read recent re- interviews with Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook. 
he has claimed that Facebook is the new church and the social network can take on the role that religion once did in giving people a sense of community. He's quoted as saying that people could find purpose and support online that previous generations found by going to church. Now, I adamantly rebel against this idea of social media ever replacing the church, but it's blatantly obvious to me that we have a powerful tool at our disposal. Because if the church is the original source of community, then how can we couple years of experience in creating community with a tool that gives us instant connection? We must find the best ways to harness the possibilities that have been afforded to us. If social media gives us access to where people are 24-7, then we must ask ourselves the question, are we utilizing it to the best of our ability? Eric Qualman said that businesses or churches don't have a choice on whether or not to do social media. Their choice is how well they do it. In other words, we have to do it. It's necessary in our day and age, but we can choose how well that we do that. As with any form of relationship, a consistent presence is, in, is important. Now, we all have those friends that only call you when they need you or they want something. They're fixing a move into a new house. That's when they hit you up. And those are the friends that we avoid. But I'm more than willing to help a friend who is consistently speaking into my life. If they're not just there for what they can get from me, but what they can give to me, then yeah, I'm absolutely going to help them anytime. So the number one key to a successful social media presence is consistency. If you will consistently post content that causes them to laugh, to ponder, to play, to feel appreciated, or even to escape their current situation by distracting their mind's imagination, then you earn the right to ask them to do something that draws them out of their comfort zone. Now, don't get me wrong. Content for the sake of content is pointless. If you're just posting, if you're just filling up space on a timeline to make it look like you have an active social media presence, your students are probably tuning you out. If all of your posts are promotions, then they're just taking up space and they're most likely being ignored. Only outstanding content can cut through the noise of this busy room that we call social media. And I, I think tonight that there are three areas that we must be consistent in in our online presence. Number one is you must have a consistent presence. If you only post once a year, during your youth retreat, then you're starting from scratch every single time. You're trying to get attention again. You're trying to let them know that you're there again. Now, you may not be able to post two to three times a day, but I think all of us could post at least two to three times a week. But to do that, you have to have a plan. You can't just fly uh, by the seat of your pants. You can't just make up posts as you go all the time, but you've got to have a plan. And I think in order to do this, a content calendar is extremely helpful in, in that process. You, there's a number of ways to do a content calendar. You could do an Excel spreadsheet. Um, there's online sources that you could probably Google content calendar and get a, a, a variety of things. But I'm old school, 
And so I print out the month view in Apple Calendar, and I handwrite the post for each week in there. So I at least have a plan. I know what I'm going to post each and every week. For our church post, probably about 85% of our content comes from the Sunday morning message. We are reinforcing pastor's message all week long. We're asking questions around his message. We're sharing quotes that come from his message. We're using scriptures that were in that message and sharing those all week long. You could, uh, you could share song lyrics from the worship set. You could share photos from what took place on the weekend. Another thing that you could do as far as promotions go is look at your big events and then work backwards on the calendar to decide when you should start sharing that information. Make sure that you spread that out and you're not just like that last week hammering them with a promotion every single day, but mix it in to your, uh, to your posts that are creating engagement. You can utilize tools like Hootsuite or Buffer for scheduling posts. Those are great resources uh, so that you don't have to do everything uh, in, in the moment, but you can schedule those out ahead of time and they'll automatically post for you. So when you're creating this content and creating a presence, there's a variety of things you could do. You could give a behind-the-scenes look into your youth ministry. You could do a live video sharing the setup of your service or the planning of the event. I like to watch other other groups and see what they're posting to try to get inspiration. Uh, Justin Michael and the team in North Cities in the Dallas, Texas area, they do an excellent job at uh, giving behind the scenes on their Instagram stories. And so it would be a great resource to look up and just see their creativity. You've got to ask yourself, how can I consistently and intentionally stay in front of students on social media? How can I consistently and intentionally stay in front of them? You've got to have a consistent presence. Second, you must have a consistent personality. We can get so caught up in trying to sound good or look good that we lose our personality in the process. Everyone wants to connect with a person, not a faceless brand. We must take the time to engage students online, comment on their posts, reply to their comments. Don't use social media as a megaphone, but as a conversation. Consider your tone when you're posting online. This is especially important if you're, if you're utilizing a team to post. What is the voice of your organization? What do you sound like? Are you using trendy language? Are you, are you more sophisticated? What's your, what's your sound? What's, what's it read like? Make sure that you're being consistent in that. An example would be you could say, you could say it one of two ways. You could say we are expecting great things tonight. Or if you're a like, cool hipster person, you can be like, hey, fam, tonight's is totally going to be lit. Now, that's up to you, but you've got to be consistent in how that you post. You've got to have a consistent presence. You've got to have a consistent personality. And finally, you must have a consistent appearance. If you are consistent in the way that your posts appear, students will begin to recognize you when you show up in their feed. It's going to stand out to them. It's not going to blend in with everything else. They're going to recognize this is from my youth group. I want to see what's going on. Quit being bored with your logo. I know you've had that logo for the last five years and you're ready for something new, but your students recognize that logo. If you don't have a great logo, develop one that you're happy with. Choose a color scheme. Find the perfect font or two 
and then use it over and over and over and over again. You might say, that's boring. No, that's branding. It helps you to be instantly recognizable. If you don't have a great logo, I'd encourage you to invest in it. Now, you know, do some car washes and save up some money for a logo. You can get one for a great price. There's plenty of apostolic designers that would help you to do that and then use it consistently. Now, that doesn't mean that you got to keep the same look that you had five years ago. Keep up with current design trends. Uh, check out Pinterest, Dribble. There's all kinds of sites out there to know what's trending, to know what's happening, to see what current design trends are. But whatever you do, keep it within the scope of your predetermined brand, that this is the colors we're going to use, this is the look that we're going for. Uh, invest money in quality apps that are going to help you. Apps that utilize layers will let you adjust as needed for new posts. There's apps like Union that you can use that allow you to do layers. I'm sure there's others. Uh, Photoshop has an app and also is a, a, obviously a computer app as well. It's only $10 a month. That's a small investment to pay to have professional uh, software that's going to help you to, to have a professional appearance. So you could have a, a designer even. If you're not design-minded, you could have a designer set up a Photoshop file for you that's all template-based. And you could save out, you could just change the layer and keep everything else, the filters would be the same, the, the color scheme, your logo would be in the same spot every single time. Canva.com uh, is a great resource. There's a, it's limited in the free version. You could check that out. But it lets you create a brand guide. It gives you trendy templates that can be adjusted to your color scheme and to your look. And then you could just swap out images. You could swap out quotes on those things and use that. I would say also, Always pay the money to have a watermark removed. If you're using a free app, there's plenty of free apps for creating videos or images, and sometimes they put their watermark. It's worth the 99 cents to have that, that removed and to just have your look be there and not the name of the app. Uh, Andrew Fisher and the team at New Life Care Hope, they do a great job at keeping a consistent style to their photos. If you look at their Instagram account, they all look like they were taken by the same person with the same camera on the same day. And so when you see one of their photos, you know it's their account because their photos have a unique unique look to them. we got to have that consistent appearance there because I really do believe that a consistent presence, personality, and appearance will take you a long way on social media. And keep in mind that the social is just one aspect of your overall brand. It's necessary to keep that consistency across all mediums, print, digital, at your physical location. That means your touch cards. That means your signage. Have everything consistent, looking the same. Social media is just the front porch of your church. It's where people get a glimpse of you as they go about their business, and they may say hi or they may wave, but it's just the front porch. Your website's the new front door. That's where people take the time to stop and take a closer look at who you are and at the life of the church. Are we taking time to make sure that the glimpses that people get are accurate and leaving a good impression? Just this past weekend, two days ago, Sunday, a man visited our church for the first time. He came in on Sunday morning, and he explained a little bit of his story to us. He's a licensed minister with another denomination. 
and he had been studying scripture and reading about speaking in tongues. As he began to ask questions and seek answers, his pastor said, you'd be better off finding another denomination. And they asked him to leave the church. And so for two weeks, he's been looking for a church. So Saturday night, he began to think about Pentecost. And he said, you know, I've heard about Pentecostals. And I know that Pentecostals speak in tongues. Maybe I'll try that. So he picked up his iPhone and he said, hey, Siri, is there a Pentecostal church in Norman, Oklahoma? Thankfully, we were ready for him. The first answer that Siri provides to that question is Apostolic Worship Center, the church where I attend. He came to our service again on Sunday night, and before Pastor could even formally give an altar call, he came running down the aisle, tears streaming down his face, and within minutes was speaking in other tongues as God gave the utterance. Before the night was over, he was baptized in Jesus' name, and he was back in our offices this morning for a Bible study. The fact that Siri pointed him to our church was not an accident. It was a process that was intentionally thought through. So what would happen? What would it look like in your city if they began to find you and hear about you before they ever walked in the doors of your church? When Israel entered into the promised land to possess it, their enemies had already heard about them. The buzz had already gone before them. They were viral before anyone knew what it was. And so when the spies came into Rahab's house, she said, we have heard about you, and I want to be a part of it. If she had not already had the chance to learn of them, would she have been bold enough when the opportunity was given to say, I want to be on the winning side? I believe that there is a buzz that is going before us. What's it going to look like when the students in your high schools start hearing about your youth ministry? What's it going to look like when they begin to engage beyond the webpage? I pray that we are positioned for these opportunities when they are given to us. Thank you for allowing me to share with you tonight. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Ranking at this time. Thank you so much, Derek. That was great information. I love how you ended with the spiritual application because sometimes something like this can seem like it's just um, routine or it's just, you know, how, how, how can my social media presence be spiritual? And I think you answered that question right away with that, with that ending story. That's a wonderful, amazing testimony. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, you talked just briefly about young people and if you had youth on the team. Have you, have you ever had any experiences or any advice on how, what, what can be done to incorporate youth, maybe a younger, a younger person or an older young person to, to kind of lead the social media team, maybe some advice there, um, some experiences that maybe you've had with that? Absolutely. I think there's a number of ways that you can incorporate youth in the social media, especially if you have a young person that you trust to post the content. Uh, but even if you don't have that one that you really just want to rely on, have them create the content and give it to you to post so that you could screen it beforehand. But all of your young people have phones that have great cameras on them. Uh, have somebody take pictures. Uh, have somebody uh, take notes during the message and capture the quotes. Uh, that you want to post from the lesson that week. I think there's a, a number of ways that you could include and, and put those parameters there, you know, that say this is our guide, this is our brand, and uh, what we're, the types of things we're going to post. Give them some direction. I think that would be a great help. Absolutely. 
I know you talked about going old school and just printing off, uh, just printing off the Apple calendar and looking at what you have planned. Do you do you kind of have like maybe a template of you know six weeks out you announce this, four weeks out, two weeks out? Um, do you have some kind of a guide that maybe you used uh, just just to dig a little bit deeper on on some of that? I, I my my guide's probably a little more intuitive maybe than actually written out and structured. But usually, you know, I look towards the end of the month, especially, and see what's going on at the end of the month um, that I can start posting maybe about four, four to five weeks out. Uh, and usually it's more of a teaser, like this is coming, save the date. And then when we get to a certain, you know, high points, maybe if there's a registration involved, you know, we're going to start doing that. Or if we're going to promote this, then this is where we need to start paying for promotions or and here's the guide, and that, that would intensify the closer we got to the event, the more we would post about that event. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, have you ever experienced or experimented in um, like paid ads on, on some of the social media platforms, like I know Facebook ads, have you ever seen any impact with that within the church or the youth or your youth, uh, youth program? Absolutely. Facebook has a great uh, great way to do the promoted you can do the boost boosted post or you can do the Facebook ads uh, either way uh, both both work I've had success in both and you can narrow down those demographics so tightly to zip codes or to areas or a certain radius and you could you know if you're having a, a gaming night or something you could target kids who are interested in an Xbox on Facebook you know they it gets that tight to the way that you uh, promote to those groups. We've had tremendous success with just a little bit of money on that. Awesome. I know I've uh, from, from our time you know, working together in Oklahoma, I heard lots of people who would ask you, um, you know, about social media for their church or their youth group. What do you think you always heard from them as what, what people's biggest hindrance, what, what they thought was their biggest hindrance, like they thought there was this massive step that they needed to take, but maybe it was just one simple step. What do you think is maybe the first thing that if somebody, maybe they, they aren't doing any of this stuff, what's the first thing they ought to do starting tonight or tomorrow when they decide, I've got to do something different? I think a lot of people just don't know what to post uh, or how to keep it fresh or they think they need a certain graphic with it and they don't know how to create that graphic. I think that you can you can use apps like Canva and create a great graphic for free um, that's going to look good and and just get out there and start creating content. I think my biggest hindrance was not knowing what to post all the time and when we started just taking notes of a sermon uh, and especially if you're the one teaching every week you maybe have even more insight into your lesson that you're going to share from your service that you can ask some deeper questions. Using that helped me to jump the hurdle of content because uh, I'm maybe not the creative guy that's just going to walk around the room and figure out, you know, we're going to post this and it's going to be so much so fun and everybody's going to engage with this. Whereas when I had this, this is my content, it's coming from the sermon. It really, it really changed my paradigm on what to post. That sounds great. Just just one final question before we end in prayer. Um, what do you think is the biggest reach right now as far as social media platform, maybe a generalization of 
the major ones and who you think they're reaching right now? Well, I mean, we were we were looking at the stats from Youth Congress even this morning on social media, and it was interesting to see the demographics on there. Uh, mainly young to middle-aged females on Facebook was a huge hit. Um, and then on Twitter, it was uh, maybe like hyphen age uh, men. And then Instagram doesn't break up those demographics, but by the numbers of it and by the, the people who commented on those, I would say that's a large... Uh, younger base there that's reaching out and of course Snapchat and, and things like that have a huge market. I think Instagram is huge right now as far as getting in front of people. Facebook, you know, you know a lot of people are trying to say young people aren't on Facebook anymore. I think they are. They have accounts. They're maybe not using it the way we've traditionally used it. They're using groups and they're getting in groups where people, uh, people that have shared interest with them Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Derek. We appreciate the great content and uh, the great advice and tips. Very helpful and useful information. We really appreciate your time. And I just want to let everybody know that our call for uh, next month will be September the 5th, and we will have our guest speaker will be Seth Voigt talking about launching a successful Project 7 ministry. So I'll put that on your calendar. We will be announcing it on social media. September 5th, Seth Boyd with us, launching a successful Project 7 ministry. Let's conclude this call tonight in prayer. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the churches that you allow us to be a part of and to lead ministries in. I thank you, Lord, that during this time that we're living in, that there are other ways besides just the spoken, uh, the, just by the word of mouth. But you've given us technology to use, Lord, in, in balance and to use wisely. And, Lord, we've seen through this testimony of Brother Derek tonight and what you've done for the church this week, and we thank you for that soul that found that church and was filled with your spirit. We're thankful for the Bible study that has begun because of a online presence and because of a digital presence. So we ask that you bless every youth minister and youth worker listening to this call tonight and in the podcast in the future. Bless our efforts as we do our best, Lord, to share your gospel by any means possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining tonight's community call sponsored by the Youth Division and She's for Christ. We appreciate your time. You have been listening to the community call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great night.